Welcome in, everybody. 5280 Sports Network, 5280sportsnetwork.com. It's time for the Broncos Blitz for Wednesday, December the 21st, winter solstice upon us already. I'm Jake Marsing, Denver Bronco beat writer, uh, reporter, podcast guy, audio guy. I am here on the scene each and every day for 5280 Sports Network, also Altitude Sports Radio AM 950. Give us a listen from 7 to 10 every day, right after, of course, you listen to Nate Lundy and Sean Drotar over on Mile High Sports FM 947 AM 13. 40. Give them a listen, of course, first. Then hop over, especially around 8.45 when I when I hop on air. Do that. Uh, out here at Dove Valley, no Ryan Green today. That's perfectly fine, because guess what? Here in a minute, I'm going to be joined by somebody who is much more interesting than Ryan Green. That's right. It's our Get to Know a Bronco edition of the pod. This week, we welcome Will Parks. Broncos rookie safety Will Parks, maybe the most talkative, energetic uh, guy in that locker room. He said it himself. He turns it up way past 10. He turns it up to 34, and you'll hear that uh, in the interview here in just a little bit. First, want to hit on some news and notes of the day for the Denver Broncos. A few things that I thought were really engaging. Not, not engaging, but but interesting to come out of today. Uh, first off, Tlaib, uh not Aqib Tlaib, we'll talk about him in a moment. Uh, T.J. Ward joins the concussion protocol along with uh, a, uh, Virgil Green and A.J. Derby. There we go, that was tripping me up. A.J. and T.J. both in the concussion protocol along with Virgil Green. So that leaves some guys in some pretty tricky spots. Brandon Marshall as well did not practice. He was in the locker room. Uh, I'm going to tell you right now, he's... It would shock me if he plays uh, this weekend. We'll see. Uh, we'll see how things turn out. But it would shock me if he plays. That would be three weeks in a row that he has not uh, played. Three weeks in a row he hasn't even practiced with this hamstring injury that it looks like potentially could wind up being season-ending. We'll we'll see. We'll keep an eye on it. But right now he was a no-go today. Things could change tomorrow. You never know how injuries work in the National Football League. But the stories for injuries, uh, Derby, Green, both two tight ends of the concussion protocol, now joined by T.J. Ward, who was sent home today and put into the protocol after not feeling well the last couple of days. So we'll keep an eye on those stories as they continue to develop. T.J., I suppose, is good. Or Kubiak said he was good. But, uh, yeah, there were there there were definitely some uh, some tricky points uh, today for uh, for Gary Kubiak as he's trying to navigate a team that is not not out of it, but certainly well on their way to being out of it. And this week comes with added distractions. Let's face it, the Denver Broncos playing the Kansas City Chiefs Sunday night on Christmas night. They come uh, potentially with some with some extra distractions, trying to make sure that guys are feeling as at home as possible. While they're on the road, Gary Kubiak spoke about that a little bit today at the podium. With the game on Christmas night, any plans to make the weekend Christmassy, or you wanted to go all, all, all business? What's the uh... take our tree with us? And... Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, we got a little dinner plan for the guys. You know, obviously being away from their family, but you know, it's a 
It's uh, it's an honor to play. You know, I mean, uh, if you're in this business, you're gonna you're gonna play on some holidays and played on Thanksgiving quite a few times, played on Christmas a few times. Uh, so you know, uh, we're excited about it. You know, obviously, uh, tough team that we're playing. Gonna have to go in there and play really well. Uh, but yeah, we'll do a little something night before the game. I wonder how what uh, what it would take to get TSA to let me take a Christmas tree on an airplane, like a full decked out Christmas tree. I guess I'll have to try that next year. Uh, that was not the only piece of news from Gary Kubiak, who also on the injury front talked a little bit about C.J. Anderson, Broncos running back. Got asked on Twitter today exactly uh, what C.J.'s status is. Is he around the building? What's going on? There was some thought that he might be able to come back late in the season, and we're late in the season. Uh, the answer to that question, uh, I'll let Gary Kubiak lay it out as best he can. Uh, the answer to that question about whether C.J. Anderson will come back is a uh, pretty hard no. What's CJ's status? Will he practice before the end of the season? Or it doesn't look like it yet. Okay. Yeah, I uh, actually had a good sit down with CJ yesterday. He's doing pretty good. The plan is for him to maybe start running here in the next two weeks. So, you know, I would say he's probably on course for sometime in February. It looks like so. No, it, it doesn't look good. What is going on with TJ? TJ TJ's in concussion protocol. Came in after the game, wasn't feeling good. He's in protocol, he's doing pretty good. Uh, so he's in the testing phase right now. So. How did CJ take the conversation? I'm talking about. Uh, well, when you sit down with CJ, you don't talk much. You listen. <laughs> <laughs> I listened, and he was really good, and I'm, I'm, you know, really excited for him and his future. You know, we miss him. Uh, he knows that it's been really hard on him, but uh, CJ's a good kid, and uh, I think sometimes when you have to sit back and watch, you realize how special playing is to you, and I think that's kind of what's happened to him. You know, but. Uh, He's excited to get back, get back to work. Yeah, getting C.J. back here would take a miracle. However, I have seen him uh, in the press box. I've seen him in the locker room here at Dove Valley at the UC Health Training Center. He is around. He's around the team. He's around the facility. Just with that meniscus injury, he has not been able to work uh, and to really do things the way that he wanted them. Uh, he, He hasn't come back at the pace that he wanted to come back at. He just started running like you heard Gary Kubiak say right there, just started running real recently. So the C.J. Anderson will, in all possible likelihood, not be back this season. And that's disappointing for the Broncos. I remember early in the year when C.J. was revving up and he looked great in preseason, looked great in training camp, uh, looked great in the first couple of games as well. He was revving up, getting going, and the Broncos were talking about kind of inside the building, talking about him being a potential MVP candidate, and that just did not come to fruition. He got hurt against the Texans, slowed down as the season progressed. But this guy is is the running back for this team. Let's be clear about that. C.J. Anderson, when he gets healthy for next season, is going to be this team's number one back. They're paying him like that. The money is a little bit easier to eat next year than it is this year, but I don't expect them to move on from C.J. Anderson. I expect them to bring Devontae Booker, C.J. Anderson back into the fold next year, potentially a couple other guys as well. We'll see how they want to wind out that running back core. Justin Forsett right now, your your lead back. Uh, he's 32, but he doesn't have a lot of miles on him. It'll be interesting to see what the Broncos decide to do with Forsett, but that's a conversation for down the road. We'll talk a little bit as the week goes on about the Chiefs, certainly on Friday when we do our game preview podcast. We'll talk about what this game presents, and in particular the challenges that the Broncos are going to face 
as they face a must-win, essentially elimination game for their season. They still might not make the playoffs, but if they lose, they definitely will not make the playoffs. So they need to win this game, win next week against Oakland, and then you know hope that uh, that Miami and or Baltimore uh, fall apart a little bit here at the end. If that happens then the Broncos are in, but if not, uh, they are out. The scenario specifically for this week, Broncos will uh, be disqualified from the playoffs with a loss and either a Miami or a Miami uh, Baltimore win. So if either Miami or Baltimore win and Denver loses, then the Broncos are out. There is a scenario where the Broncos get in at 9-7. and seven. That involves everybody losing out this week and next week, and the Broncos winning uh, these next two, uh, that involves, excuse me, everybody losing this week, and then the Broncos winning next week, and the Dolphins and the the uh, Ravens, excuse me, losing next week as well. So the Broncos can go one and one, uh, but if they go one and one, then the uh, Raiders, then the, excuse me, good God, I keep mixing up the Raiders, I've been up for a while, folks. The uh, Ravens and the Dolphins have to go uh, 0 and 2 for the Broncos to get in. If that happens, then Denver gets in. But bottom line, the Broncos realistically don't get in unless they go uh, 10 and 6. And that's the attitude that this organization is taking. That's the way they're thinking. And we'll find out whether they're able to do that. It's going to be a tough two tests against uh, a really stout Kansas City Chiefs team, a sneaky good team that may not be great anywhere, but is good in a lot of places and is pretty well coached, good enough to beat you. But the Chiefs know just as well as we do that the Broncos present challenges all their own, especially on the defensive side of the ball where that defense, Alex Smith today, talked about it at length, about how good this Broncos defense is. Let's hear the Chiefs quarterback breaking down the Denver D. You know, I watched a lot, a lot of tape on these guys, you know, know them well, and, you know, um, they're good, you know, and, and uh, good across the board. It's, it's tough to find a unit uh, that's not, that's not, that's not good. And, uh, you know, they're all pretty coordinated and well coached. And, um, you know, you got to be on it. You got to be accurate. You got to be on time, um, you know, in rhythm, you know, and timing, timing's critical, all that stuff. So it's a, a big, big challenge this week. Alex, you just said that this defense has three Pro Bowlers on it, a lot of guys who could have gone to the Pro Bowl. You may know it better than, than anybody. In your opinion, do you think it's it's got more to do with the talent on that side of the ball, or how much of it is scheme? What what makes that defense what they are? Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I certainly both. I mean, you could have the best scheme in the world, but if you don't have players, it's not, you know, not going to work, and you're certainly not going to be uh, elite uh, like this group is. So... Uh, and, and vice versa, you know, you can't you can't have a great group and, and, and have poor coaching and expect to be good either. So uh, certainly this group has both, and they've shown that you don't win a championship uh, without either of those things. Uh, certainly these guys have proven that. So really, really good. It's just, I mean, you know, when you got a front uh, like this, this this group that they, they can really get after it, run and pass. They're physical. They bring it every play. They have a great rotation of, of guys that roll in and out, and they all bring it. Uh, linebackers are a good, good crew. I feel like they're, you know, a lot of three-down guys that they can play it. They they play the run. They play the pass well. And then on the back end, I mean, all, all those guys have seen a lot of football and have played at a really high level uh, for a while now. So uh, there's not much those guys haven't seen. 
hard to fool them. You know, they know they know weaknesses of coverages and things like this. They know a lot of times how they're getting attacked. So, uh, like I said, it, it, it's uh, a big challenge. It's certainly going to be a fun one on Sunday night, Christmas night. You'll have all your presents unwrapped. You'll have ate your ham or your roast beef or your turkey or whatever it is, and you'll be able to sit back watching Broncos football. I'll be right there with you, tweeting along. Follow me on Twitter, by the way, at Jake D. Marsing for my patented hashtag hot takes. Uh, now it's time. Let's go ahead and do this part of the show, the part that the headline reads, the big part of the show where I sit down once a week with a member of the Denver Broncos defense this week well not just the defense but a lot of defensive guys a couple offensive guys too but a member of the denver broncos this week i sit down with rookie safety will parks a really good conversation with a guy who has become one of the not not a mouthpiece but really one of the talkers in this broncos locker room Uh, a sixth round pick out of the university of arizona has had a really nice year for such a young guy, just 22 years old, went to high school in Philly. He'll talk about that here in the interview a little bit. Grew up there. Uh, really a, an interesting path to the NFL where he has has had to go through some stuff. And we learn a little bit about that. We don't dive too deep in, but we learn a little bit about what growing up in what he calls the jungle was like. We also hear a little bit about his draft process, some other things. A great conversation with Will Parks as we get to know a Bronco. He's number 34 in your program, but he's number one in your heart, Will Parks. Uh, Will, how you doing, man? I'm doing pretty good. How you doing? I'm great, man. So let's let's talk about you a little bit. You are one of the most interesting guys in here. <laughs> in the here. Here you got this big personality. You oh, yeah. love talking. Oh yeah, is that that's something that's always been with you? Uh yeah. Uh, I, I get that from my mom's side. Yeah. Uh, yeah, she's an energetic person. She just got passionate about living her life. Uh, that's what I kind of thrive for, strive for. Um, you know, every day. Um, not just you know from from my craft playing football. I just like to be a passionate person and being being appreciative and being alive. So, uh, I just like to go around, meet people's days, and and joke around and laugh and smile. So. Lucky Vaughn and I are now. I'll probably be choking him out. <laughs> you bring that to the football field, though, too. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's even worse on the football field. I, I, I'm smiling, but I'm out there working. So uh, that's my job. And I take pride in doing that. I take pride in, uh, you know, the player that I'm uh, going up against not catching the ball, the player I'm going up against not uh, getting more than two yards on me. So, um, but I'm in this, I'm in the league. And, uh, you know, that's, that's what's going to happen. But at the end of the day, um, as long as I do my job on and off the field, uh, you know, that's, 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 that'll carry me over. You are in the league, and let, let's talk about that a little bit. Your rookie year here, yeah. six-round pick at Arizona. You get the call from the Denver Broncos that day. What's that like? Oh, man, we're, going, we're taking it way back, man. It, it felt, actually, it felt just like yesterday, to be honest. Uh, being, that, being in that position, it was it was nerve-wracking, man. You just see all these people going in front of you. Um, and then, you know, by the time the sixth, seventh-round girl, you know, those when all the free agent calls come out. And I got about, you know, ten of those calls from uh, numerous teams. And, and I remember the Broncos telling me they were going to come get me. They don't know when, but they were coming to get me. And when they called me at pick 219, I was sitting in my in the hotel room at the Clarion right there in Philadelphia, right outside the airport. Yeah. And they called, and it was John Elway. And I was like, and he John called, called you directly? Yeah, he called, he called the phone. He was like, hey, man, John Elway with the Denver Broncos. I was like, yeah, you know, uh, you know, I definitely was considering you guys in the fridge. He's like, wait, what are you talking about? Congratulations. We drafted you. Awesome. And then I was like, what? I didn't believe it at first. So the cool got on the phone, 
Hey, Cool was like, hey, man, welcome to the team, man. Can't wait to have you here, man. Told you we were coming to get you. And then when Joe Wood got on the phone, I was like, oh, yeah, it's a wrap. So <laughs> Joe Wood was hype, man. Just the I line th- of guys yeah, yeah, Joe, Joe, Joe Wood was hype, man. Joe Wood, man, that's, that's, I mean, I think that's one of the best DB coaches I had thus far in my career um, from, a, from a field standpoint and from a, from a uh, you know, making me better on and off the field standpoint. Uh, man, Joe Wood is a, is a, is a key part of uh, – I'm pretty sure Jessica said the thing, Joe Wood and Coach Sansom. Coach Sansom, man, he's 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 been hard on me and Justin, who's actually the safety coach. He's been hard on me and Justin. Um, those two guys play a tremendous part in me and Justin's success thus far uh, back there in the deep end. I think people were a little bit surprised when they took you, quite honestly, because they drafted Justin earlier. Right. They, you know, safety wasn't exactly a position of need for these guys right. necessarily. There's some losses, but were you surprised to wind up here during during the draft process? Did they talk to you at all? Was that was that something? Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. I, ca- I came in for my pre-draft visit. Yeah. Um, but I, I didn't I didn't know if I was the first person or the only safety to come in here or not. I yeah. mean, it probably was like three or four. Yeah. Uh, I mean, but when that happened, I wasn't, I wasn't, you know, kind of going crazy about it. I said, oh, I might still end up there, you know. Yeah. And uh, and it's crazy because when I went back to Tucson to go and train and stuff like that, I kept seeing a lot of Denver Broncos shirts for some reason. I never yeah. seen that in Tucson. Uh, orange everywhere, orange everywhere. And they called me. You know, it was it was all she wrote right there. So, um, I, I, I mean, it was a strange situation, but it was the best situation. What was the draft process like? That's a question I've asked everybody in here, and everybody gives me a different answer. Some guys like it. Some guys absolutely hate it. What was that well, like it, for you? It, it depends on where you're at. Yeah. Um, that plays a big part of um, how your draft, draft process goes as far as if you like it or you don't like it. I loved it. I loved my experience. I was in the best facility in the world. It's called Stars, Stars, uh, Stars down there in uh, Anaheim, Orange mm-hmm. County. Um, a lot of people go there. Uh, the, the the owners Jason David he played in the league for about uh, you know seven eight years for the Saints and for the Colts he got a Super Bowl ring. Uh, Jason David is a tremendous guy take care of his players. Everybody who goes to de- train down there. That's a DB. That's a DB landing strip. Mm-hmm. Like you come down from the no fly zone, you go down, you tune up, you go back in the air, you do your thing. That's that's how it is down there. So and you got a frog and uh, but you got a, a whole good staff down there, man. You got damn, you got a lot of people down there as stars that take care of you. And I actually love my experience. Joining this group in particular with these guys, the no fly zone. Yeah. You just said that's there's a lot of personalities in this group, man. Oh, you yeah. feel like you fit right in? Oh yeah. Well, I mean, when I came and I seen the way how a key really, like, I thought that was just on TV. No, that's in real life. <laughs> And then, you know, Stu, Stu yeah. out of everybody, I think Stu and Chris the only laid-back ones. Yeah. I mean, but at the end of the day, they not even laid-back. Yeah. They still got their moments there. They, 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 but, but I'm, on, I'm on cloud 20 every time. Yeah. Like, they say, what's your, what, how, you, how you rate yourself as far as being out there, one out of ten, I'm a 25. So, matter of fact, I'm going to go with my jersey, I'm a 34. There you go. All right. Um, Let, let's test that a little bit. Let's get to know you specifically. Where'd you grow up? Uh, Philadelphia, North Philly, okay. to, be, to be specific. What's, what's that like? Growing up in Philly. Oh, you know what it is. It's the jungle. It's, it's, I was raised up where them wolves at. I be telling people every day, man, if you come out of there, you know, something, something, something good can happen for you. And a lot of kids, uh, a lot of kids now look up to me and a couple other people who made it out uh, thus far in the NFL. Uh, you got Jalen Strong, Jahai Ward, Will Fuller, uh, Corey Brown, uh, uh, Sharif Floyd. I mean, all those guys make it a big impact. Zaire Anderson, all those guys make it a big impact. And that's from Philadelphia. And that's from the actual inside of Philadelphia, from the hardest parts. Um, doing their things in, in the league and, and, and making money and putting their families on, man, you can't beat that. So uh, that's that's where I'm from. And you did make it out, man. You're playing safety for the Denver Broncos, contributing. Yeah, that's pretty cool. I can't beat that. All right, let's ask a few last ones here, just quick questions, kind of off the wall. We'll see what you think. Some guys do better with these than others. Yeah. What's your favorite word? Word? Yeah, word. Uh, yeah. Nah, that's that's normal. I'm going to say uh, he out of pocket. Okay. Yeah. What's your least favorite word? Uh, 
lazy. Okay. Yeah, I don't like lazy. All right. What's the best part of your game? Uh, I get this question a lot. I don't. I don't really have a best part of my game. My, the best part of my game is being me, yeah. uh, being Will Price, going out there, making plays, finding the ball, stripping it, finding the ball, intercepting, finding the ball, just making other people better around me. Um, I don't really try to, uh, the, the, you know, kind of individualize my game. I'm, I'm, I'm an all-around player in my eyes, so, and I can do it all. What's the biggest part of your game that you want to work on? Uh, well, now in the NFL, just uh, seeing the diagnosing plays faster. Yeah. If I see it, believe it. That's the, that's the number one part about my game so far. I'm, I'm actually starting to pick up on a lot of things, a lot of things. Slowing down yeah, a little bit. Slowing down a whole lot. So um, that, that way by just go around next year, you know, it, it's a different story. If you weren't playing football, what would you want to be doing? If I wasn't playing football, I wouldn't be in this position. Yeah. I if I wasn't playing football, I, wouldn't, I probably wouldn't go, be able to go to college. Uh, so I mean, from 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 it hasn't even from, you haven't thought yeah, about it. Yeah, yeah. From from not from knowing my fortune, I'd probably be home, you know, doing construction or something inside of Philadelphia. Is that something you'd want to do? Uh, nah. What What's I would, what, what do, I want to do? Yeah. If, if if I had it my way, I would go to school. I wouldn't get a business degree. I would get a degree in uh, uh environmental science, and That's I would awesome, yeah, and I would kind of like you know take that as into uh, uh, on the cattle. And using that degree is to get a, to, to, get a get, PhD yeah, get a, and get a, get a, something, something to where as though it's, it's different from where I live. Yeah. So like I actually be talk, I talk to a couple of people out here that that have acres of land awesome. and how they get it. Because um, I'm I'm a city dude, but I'm a city dude who wants to have that on the side as well. So uh, that's the, that's what I want to do. What's the one job you wouldn't want to do out of all the jobs in the world? The one you say I would hate to do that. Like some guys have said, just sit in the office. Just just an office. I, I couldn't sit in the office at, at all. Like what what I'm not. Making myself better. I mean, it's, don't get me wrong. It's a lot of people sit in the office yeah. and make a lot of money and, and yeah. take pride Some in that. In it's building. different, though. Yeah, it's different, though. I'm talking about sitting in the office as far as sitting in the office and really only making $6 an hour. Yeah. I, I ain't doing that. Yeah. I, I, my mind was set. When I, when I see my mind do it and I see how hard she was struggling, like she she got laid off from that same job for 12 years. That's when I really got on my P's and Q's and got to where I need to be today. So, Last one. If heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates? You lived how I wanted you to live. You lived the path that I set for you. There you go, man. Uh, Anything else you want fans to know about you? Man, Philly will. Philly will. That's it. I'm here. I'm here, baby. All right, Will. Thanks for your time, man. I really appreciate it. For sure. Certainly appreciative to Will uh, for taking the time to sit down and chat with me. Be sure to give him a follow on Twitter, just like you said, at phillywill eleven. Dude is legit. That dude is fun. He's going to be a, a key figure in that locker room for some time just because of the energy he brings, the effort he brings. And you see it on the football field, too. And I watch tape of this defense and this special teams unit. When Will Parks is on the field, you know it. You see that kid. You see him flying around. You see him making plays, effort plays, smart plays. He's all over the place, man. Certainly most memorable or memorable uh, against the New Orleans Saints when he ran back the two-point conversion, or as Bill Simmons calls it, the two-point reversion to win that game for the Broncos. That guy is going to be making plays like that here in Denver for a long, long time. So be sure to give him a follow on Twitter again, at Philly at Philly Will 11 excuse me. So you can hear it's been a long day out here at the UC Health Training Center, and it'll be a long day again tomorrow. The Broncos have a ton of stuff in front of them as they try and prepare for the Kansas City Chiefs. Tough challenges. We'll break those games down. I've got some pieces planned that'll come out either today or tomorrow, depending on what time I am able to 
get this pot up because i got to hit the road for family things uh, this week. And, and if I don't remember to say it again, let me just get out there that on behalf of myself, on behalf of Ryan Green, wish everybody a very happy week because I know this is a stressful week, the time before Christmas, whether you have it off, whether you don't. Certainly appreciate you taking a little time out today. To hear about your Denver Broncos, I I say it all the time, the credential that I have is a sacred trust uh, between myself and between the people who follow me, listen to me, and who uh, care about the Denver Broncos, the Denver Nuggets, any team that I cover. Uh, It's certainly an honor to do it for you. So I will continue to do it tomorrow. The Broncos will be here in the morning, get treatment underway, then their morning workout, then practice. We'll hear from Gary Kubiak afterwards as well. As Wade Phillips, Jody Camillus, Vaughn Miller, Demarcus Ware, uh, and anybody who uh, happens to pop up in the locker room. You never know what's going to happen in there. So I'll keep my eyes and ears peeled. You keep uh, hitting that, that click button, that like button. Like us on Facebook, 5280 Sports Network on Facebook. Give us a follow on Twitter, at 5280 SportsNet. Give me a follow on Twitter at Jake D. Marsing. I try and keep you updated with the news on the podcast, my hot, my hashtag hot takes all over Twitter and uh, the written word as well. Occasionally we get to the hot takes on the pod like we did on Monday with Ryan, but uh, be sure to be following me and us in those places as well. Listen to Nate and Sean every morning on Mile High Sports Radio, 7 to 9 a.m. You can also hear them on SB Nation Radio. Nate and the Noise doing middays over there, I think until... 10 a.m. nationally. Nate will correct me if that's not right, but I think that's the time that that show comes off on the national airwaves. So listen to them on SB Nation Radio. Great show that they do. Those two guys are good friends, and that's always a good uh, place to start when you're doing a sports talk radio show. Other things to check out, Snakes Takes Podcast this week with Jake Plummer features none other than Olympian, former Colorado Buffalo, shoulder-to-shoulder, Jeremy Bloom on the podcast this week. I've met Jeremy one time, very small guy, tiny little slight human being, but a a great guy, has does great charity work in the community, and obviously one of the great athletes to ever come from the state of Colorado. So check out Snakes Takes this week. Also, the weekend rebound with James Gomez. Uh, what else? No Bull Just Buffs, Matt Smith. Also check out Matt's recap videos on the YouTube channel uh, for Buffs basketball games we're on to at that point now check us out over there thanks of course to uh, our friends over at cw hemp all of uh, those great partners that we have certainly appreciate you and i personally appreciate you for listening we'll uh, hop out now thanks again to will parks for sitting down with me uh, always a good time let me get the chance to go into the locker room get to know bronco One more of those will do, unless they make the playoffs, and then we'll continue to do it through playoff weeks. But uh, until, uh, if it doesn't happen between now and then, it won't happen again until uh, probably the draft. It'll probably be the next time we have a chance to do that. We'll uh, start our draft pods uh, pretty soon. After after the season, we'll probably cut it down to once a week, and it'll be a lot of draft-heavy Probably an hour-long show we'll go to. We'll, we'll talk all those things out. But right now, my focus is on the Kansas City Chiefs. The Broncos' focus on the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll keep you updated and break down this game on Thursday and Friday. For my partner, Ryan Green, who Lord knows I need back on this show to keep me on track, you can follow him on Twitter, at rgreen5280. I'm Jake Marsing. Follow me, at Jake D. Marsing. And until I talk to you next time, this is 5280 Sports Network.